We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com podcast. It's game day. We've got Lakers versus Thunder tonight. Can the Lakers finally get back on track? Four straight losses for the purple and gold right now. Man, it has not been a jolly holiday season for the Lakers. That's for sure. It wasn't that long ago that they had won the in-season tournament just a couple of weeks ago, actually. And now here we are. Lakers have been losers of five of their six games since the tournament. Absolutely brutal stuff from the Lakers. Can they get back on track tonight against the Thunder? We're going to break down the matchup. Need to talk a little bit about the injury report. And, of course, we'll get into the mailbag as well. First, let me let me mention this, though. If you haven't joined us over on Playback for a game, you definitely should. It's a lot of fun. We hang out together. We watch the game together. We break down everything. If the Lakers lose, we get to commiserate while it's happening. If they win, we celebrate together. Tonight's game, 5 o'clock Pacific time. And again, you can come join us over on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Come hang out with us during the game. It's a lot of fun. We're going to have Ryan Ward and Sean Davis will be on the call on tonight's game. So come hang out, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. All right, let's first get into the injury report, which obviously is a big deal, right? Gabe Vincent didn't play last game. LeBron didn't play last game. Have a lot of guys out. Heck, even the guys who are healthy aren't really healthy, like Rui Hachimura is playing in a mask because he's got a broken nose. Jared Vanderbilt, clearly not 100% still dealing with that heel issue. Well, the Lakers injury report, it's a busy one, but it's also kind of a positive one, despite having so many different players on it because it sounds like there's a pretty good chance that everybody's going to play. Here's what's on the Lakers injury report right now. Jalen Hood-Shafino, who's been out a while. How many games has he missed or how many weeks or whatever? I can't say. Why? Because he's not really part of the rotation anyway. But good to hear that he's at least now probable in terms of being available to play. Doesn't mean he's going to play, but probable in terms of being available. He's been dealing with lower back spasms. Jared Vanderbilt, probable. Left heel bursitis. Gabe Vincent, probable. He's been, uh, of course, out with a knee issue, but Gabe Vincent didn't play last game, second night of a back-to-back against the Minnesota Timberwolves after making his Lakers return against the Bulls. Probably just a back-to-back situation, why he didn't play, but now he's going to be good to go against the Thunder. Now, Anthony Davis has a left ankle sprain slash bone bruise, it says. Maybe that's something to keep an eye on, on the Lakers injury report, but he is listed as questionable right now. 
again, though, with the Lakers and their stars, like LeBron James is also listed as questionable. Left ankle tendinopathy is the term that's used uh, for LeBron. He's questionable. I, I think LeBron, AD, they're going to be listed as questionable, even if they have any kind of minor cut, scrape, and they fall down and scrape their knee, they're going to be listed as questionable for the game. The The Lakers, they always are, are cautious with this kind of stuff. So the, right now they're listed as questionable. I still believe both of them are playing. The bone bruise bit did catch my eye with Anthony Davis. Bone bruise, obviously we have some not-so-fond memories of what a bone bruise can do. We think back to Kendrick Nunn, but something maybe to keep an eye on. But again, both guys listed as questionable. I think they're going to play. But then the new addition, Rui Hachimura, new addition to the injury list, not for the nose, though, now listed as questionable due to left wrist soreness. So think about Rui so far this season. We're, what, less than 30 games in, and Rui has dealt with a concussion, a broken nose, where now he is wearing a mask for it. And then if you caught last game against the Wolves, he goes up to dunk a ball, gets hit in the air, and he, his legs go out from under him. And he falls and he lands. Well, what happens when you do that? Your legs go out just instinctively. Your arms go back to try to catch you, try to catch yourself. Usually that's how people break the wrist, right? It's their, they're either they're backpedaling, like just running you know, backwards or something, and they fall and they put your hands back, break your wrist. Um, or it's a situation like this where you're falling flat on your back. Any situation where you're falling back, you put those hands back, it can break. Um, fortunately, Rui did get x-rays. He talked about this after the game against the Wolves. He did get x-rays done. There's no break. His wrist is not broken, but it is still pretty sore from that fall. So that's something to keep an eye on. Fortunately, it's his non-shooting hand. It's left hand. But, uh, so I'm guessing that he probably goes when I look at this injury report again, my, my gut would be most likely all of these guys are available. All of these guys wind up playing all the probable guys. Of course, we know they're going to play. But the questionable guys, AD, Rui, LeBron, I'd imagine they probably play as well in this one. So the Lakers could, for the second time this season, have a full complement of players available for the game. Darvin Ham could have everybody to choose from, which that's great. That's great news for the Lakers. I know they've talked a little bit about the adjustment period, how difficult that has been in terms of incorporating all these guys and getting chemistry, getting into a rhythm and, and all of that, which is Fair, the Lakers weren't, in fact, specifically it was Austin Reeves who talked about this, was not making an excuse for their poor performances, saying, no, 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 we still need to win games, and there's no excuse for that, but just did mention that it has been a little bit of a hurdle to overcome to have players come back to health and suddenly have to get reincorporated into the lineup. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out again. This would be the second game of the season where the Lakers would actually have all their players available. Could be good to see. But let's talk about this. Lakers versus Thunder. Uh, right now, the Thunder are a, a decently heavy favorite for this game. Now, the Lakers, though, Anthony Davis, after the loss to the Wolves, talked about this game, Saturday's game, as being a must-win for this team. That's how they have to approach it. I mean, they've already lost four in a row. They can't afford to lose many more. I mean, we could be talking about going below 500 now on Christmas Day against the Celtics. I mean, again, this is a rough patch in the Lakers' schedule here. I mean, you had, what? The Spurs, you should have won that game. The Mavs and the Knicks, you had close games that you just couldn't close out. Could have had two wins there. Didn't. You lost a game against a hot-shooting Bulls team, which, again, you probably should have been better there. Minnesota on the road. LeBron didn't play. Probably weren't going to win that one. I thought they actually showed more fight than I expected the Lakers to, but still wound up losing that game. So you're in the midst of this 
bad streak of games where you're just not finding ways to get wins. Anthony Davis says this one is a must win for us. I sure hope that's the way the Lakers are indeed approaching this. I hope that the losing and the frustration with that losing will create more focus for this game because, number one, the Thunder are a very, very good basketball team. We all had them as the team to watch this season to potentially make the leap to become one of the solidified playoff teams in the Western Conference after they were kind of that young upstart team last year. Well, now you've got Shea Gilgis-Alexander's another year older, these young Thunder players another year, year older, and Chet Holmgren is looking like the rookie of the year right now. So this is a very, very good Thunder team. And so if only for that, for that reason, I hope the Lakers are focused. But also, these conditions scream trap game. This is the situation where we would be looking at this saying, well, this is probably going to be a scheduled loss for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's the end of a road trip. Last game of a road trip typically is seen as a trap game. The reason why players, they've been away from home, they've been away from family, they're looking forward to getting home, and that takes their uh, their focus, their attention away from the game itself. But this case, it's a double trap game. Why? Because the Lakers have the Celtics coming up in two days, Christmas Day. It's almost here. Santa is going to be coming. Hopefully he delivers an L to those goons in Boston. Well, they'll be in L.A. for this one. But the Lakers are going to be looking ahead to that big Christmas Day matchup. They know. I mean, that's going to be the prime time. Everybody's going to be watching that game. It's the historic rivalry, all of that. It's the Christmas Day game, one of the Christmas Day games. If the Lakers were, if they had won like their last three games, we'd be looking at this game going, yeah, I could see them letting up right now. I'm hoping all the losing will keep them focused because they need to be. They need to be focused because this has the makings of a trap game all over it. Last game of a road trip. And then the next game is a Christmas Day game, big rivalry grudge match against the Celtics. That's the type of situation where you overlook a team, you're not paying enough attention, and you wind up dropping tonight's game. Again, I hope that the losing streak, if nothing else, the silver lining is that they will be locked in tonight against the Thunder. Now, how do you beat the Thunder? Well, one of the things that the Lakers need to do better at is getting to the free throw line during the last six games, during this rough stretch post-tournament win, the Lakers' free throw attempts have dropped significantly. Now, their three-point percentage has actually also gone up significantly, so maybe that's part of it. They're shooting like 37% from three during this stretch, yet still losing. It's, it's a little scary, but, but uh, they're shooting over five free throws less per game than they average on the season during this stretch of losses. And I think that is reflective of the le the lesson force that they're playing with. You can see it when they're out there on the floor. They pushed down on the gas pedal quite a bit during the tournament. We knew there was going to be a letdown, but the hope was that it wasn't going to be too bad of a letdown. The hope was that the energy wasn't just going to crater after they threw everything into winning the tournament. And congratulations to them, because you know what? This tournament becomes a thing. Nobody's ever going to be able to take away that the Lakers were the first ones to ever win it, that LeBron James was the first ever tournament MVP. Nobody can take that from them. But these last two weeks since winning the tournament have been rough. It's been difficult. Fans of other teams have been pointing, saying, see, the Lakers got lucky in the tournament. They're not really that good. Look what's happened since. Again, we knew the energy level was going to drop. And I've said it needs to drop. Not just it's going to drop. 
it needs to drop. The Lakers couldn't play at that pace at that intensity level all season long and expect to have anything left for the postseason. But still, how far it's fallen? Well, that's been unfortunate. And I think that's reflected by so many less free throws for a game. That's definitely hurting the Lakers and certainly something to keep an eye on here tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, the Thunder have been an excellent three-point shooting team as well. The Lakers have gotten burned from three a number of times. you got to keep an eye on guys like Isaiah Joe, who can certainly get red hot in an instant. The Lakers have to do a good job defensively. They've been throwing in these weird zone defenses and things like that lately. The problem with incorporating new players, even if they're talented players, like, welcome back, Gabe Vincent. You see flashes where he can do some things for you. The problem, though, is that defensively, especially in the NBA, you need all five guys to be on a string. They all have to be on the same page. They have to know exactly what their coverages are, and they have to make the right read and the right right reaction in concert with each other. And if they don't, the best teams are going to take advantage. The best teams are going to recognize when a player is half a step off, makes the wrong read, they're not going to let you recover. They're not going to let you cover for it. They're going to get an open look at it, and more often than not, they're going to make it. That's what the best teams in the NBA do. They take teams that make mistakes, and they punish them for those mistakes. So when you're incorporating new players, what happens? Mistakes. It's natural. It happens. It takes time to develop that chemistry. So when Gabe Vincent is out there getting minutes, well, guys aren't used to playing with Gabe Vincent. Mistakes are made. Jared Vanderbilt is out there. Kind of. He's like 75% Jared Vanderbilt right now. Players are getting used to him now. He's missed the entire season up till, what, a week or so ago. Well, guess what? Mistakes get made, right? Sometimes the Lakers play with another center on the floor. Sometimes they bring in Jackson Hayes. Sometimes they bring in Christian Wood. Sometimes they don't. They play small without those guys. We've seen that too. That can be an adjustment. It takes time to deal with all of these things. And unfortunately, your defense can suffer when you're doing that. Again, it's not necessarily the Lakers' fault in that sense. It's just natural. It's what happens. But that's something to keep an eye on. The Thunder are a very good team. They can take advantage. They can hit a lot of threes. Speaking of which, it's going to be really important that the Lakers clean up the offensive glass. That's another area where teams can generate a lot of open threes off of. Offensive rebounds, they are killers. What do they create? They create either putbacks right at the rim or open three-point attempts because defenses are completely out of place when an offensive rebound is given up. So the Lakers have got to be careful, got to make sure they are protecting their own defensive glass. Don't give second-chance scoring opportunities to this young Thunder team. I don't expect the Thunder to have any kind of sympathy for the Lakers at all. They're going to try to stick it to the Lakers. They're going to try to push this Lakers losing streak to five games. They're going to try to prove their point in Oklahoma City in front of their crowd. They're going to do everything they can to prolong the Lakers' misery for the Lakers. They've got to get out. They've got to play physical. They've got to have that grit, that toughness, that desire to win a basketball game that, frankly, has, has waned a bit too much for my taste post-tournament. Now, the Lakers are also going to need to continue shooting well from three, and I feel like a broken record at this point. It's, it's terrible that I have to keep saying it, but D'Angelo Russell, the bounce back has to happen. It has to happen sooner rather than later, and even if you out there right now is saying, well, trade D'Lo, and when I get to the mailbag, I'm going to get to plenty of those comments, trust me. But even if you're the type that's saying, trade D'Lo, get rid of him, trade him away, that's you. Yeah, your position is defensible in the last few weeks especially. But 
that's you, you still want D'Lo to bounce back. You need him to bounce back. Not only do the Lakers need him right now to win games. Anthony Davis already said it the other day, said the Cavalry's not coming. That's right, trade's not happening for at least a few weeks. We're probably talking mid-January before the Lakers can get a deal done. And even then, it might be the trade deadline, February 8th, before teams are really ready to deal. Right now, Danny Ainge is asking for all the picks in exchange for marketing. Five picks for Lowry Markkinen. Teams will start getting real mid to end January, into February. Maybe you get something done then. So in the meantime, you need D'Angelo Russell playing good basketball so the Lakers can win games. You need him knocking down threes again. He put up 17 points last game against the Wolves, but that's kind of misleading. There were some garbage time buckets. We call them Malik Beasley's around here. Put up a bunch of points in garbage time once a game is over. That's kind of what D'Lo did against the Wolves. Made made his stat line, well, stat line made his game look a little better than it actually was. But the Lakers need him scoring. They need him shooting efficiently from deep. They need him being aggressive. That's a little concerning. I feel like he's looked like he doesn't want to shoot recently. Yikes. Um, they need the bounce back. They need the swagger back. They need D'Lo, 40% from three, good percentages from the field, knocking in big shots. That's what they need from D'Angelo Russell. And that's just to win games. If you are the type that says, I don't care what D'Lo does, he needs to go, you need the bounce back so he's got some kind of a market. If this continues, let's say he keeps playing this way. Um, yikes, heaven forbid, he keeps playing this way into January. Good luck finding a trade market for D'Angelo Russell. So he really needs a bounce back, whether you're a D'Lo fan or not. Bottom line, if you're a Lakers fan, D'Lo needs to play well in order for this team to win some more basketball games. But if you are of the mindset that the Lakers need to trade D'Lo and also say this, D'Angelo Russell probably has to be in any kind of bigger deal the Lakers are going to do. So if you're the type that wants Zach Levine, you want somebody else that's out there, it's not getting done without D'Angelo Russell's contract. So again, regardless of what your perspective is, your opinion is on D'Angelo Russell, I know he's polarizing, the Lakers need him to bounce back. Hopefully it finally starts tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, this is a big one for the Lakers because it's another difficult matchup. They've been criticized for the bulk of the season for not beating good teams. Now would be a great time to do it when you've lost four in a row, knock off a good team, get one in the win column, and then go home and get ready for Christmas Day against the Boston Celtics. All right, I'm going to get into the mailbag, uh, but first, a quick shout-out to our sponsor. I'd like to talk to you guys for a moment about Doer Jeans. Now, I'm the kind of guy that prioritizes comfort over style. In fact, let's be real. It's usually comfort at the expense of style, much to the dismay of my wife. But with Doer, I don't have to make that choice. I actually get both comfort and style. I hadn't tried Doer Jeans before, but they sent me a pair, put them on and went, whoa, these are the most comfortable jeans that I've ever owned. They're so flexible, so soft. They feel great to wear. And I showed them to my wife. She said, wow, those look absolutely fantastic. So check both those boxes. They've got the comfort for me and the style that makes my wife not be embarrassed to be seen in public with me. So doer jeans, absolutely phenomenal stuff. Literally, these are my everyday jeans now. And the great thing is because they are sustainably crafted, it means that they're going to last a long, long time. So they get to be a staple in my closet for years to come. They have temperature regulating fabrics for all day and all weather comfort. I love my Dewar jeans and you will too. They'll make a great holiday gift for you and those 
on your list. And if you're a Lakers fan that is in L.A., Doer's flagship store is located on Larchmont Boulevard in central L.A. I highly encourage you to go try them on for yourself and see just how comfortable they are. If you're not in L.A., you can still shop online at shopdoer.com slash Lakers Nation. You can right now get 15% off site-wide when you use that URL, shopduer.com slash Lakers Nation. You want to take advantage of that because Doer never goes on sale. 15% off. Go now, shopdoer.com slash Lakers Nation. Check them out. You guys will not regret it. All right, let's get into the mailbag. Let's see what Lakers fans have to say. I know a lot of people not happy, and rightfully so, with how this team is playing at the moment. Uh, let's get right into it here. Big Tomb said the ball is like wet soap in the Lakers' hands. Lots of turnovers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not been great. Uh, part of that, too, can be incorporating new players. So talked about the effect it can have on the defensive end. Offensively, it can be a challenge as well. Bobby said, I'm actually surprised we only lost by seven in Minnesota, not 30 or more. They played well enough to win this game tonight. Yeah, without LeBron, I, I thought the Lakers gave themselves a shot against Minnesota. I talked about this on the post game though. The thing that concerned me was the Lakers' inability to execute on both ends of the floor in the fourth quarter. I feel like that is a trend that we saw against the Knicks. That's a trend that we saw against the Mavs. It's a trend that has popped up uh, throughout the season. Uh, aside from the tournament, it feels like whenever there's a big play that needs to be made, it's made by the opponent and not the Lakers. The big plays are going the way of the Lakers' opponents and not the Lakers' way. That's been, uh, again, a concern. Uh, Taylor said the Lakers need to consider letting Ham go. Chances, well, I can tell you this. If if it looks like the team is really giving up, the team continues to lose, and it's and it just the, the product on the floor is looking like the players are not enjoying playing basketball, that's where that's going to become more of a, a possibility. Right now, they just won the, the tournament, the in-season tournament. They went to the Western Con Conference Finals last year. Coaches who do those things tend to not get fired. So... Chances right now, I'd say, are slim. But if, if this stretch continues, you know, that then it becomes more real. M. Dread, D'Lo's blatantly playing bad, wants to stay in L.A. Okay, so I've had a few people who suggested that. Said D'Angelo Russell, he's, he's tanking on purpose. The trade rumors are getting to him. He doesn't want to be traded, so he's playing awful on purpose. Why? Why would he? I know people look at it and say, well, it's it's he wants to stay in L.A. That's the motive. He's got a player option on his contract. I'd have to imagine that his goal, given that free agency was not as kind to him this last summer as he hoped, a lot of that is the performance against the Denver Nuggets that I think limited his, his market but uh, in the Western Conference Finals. But D'Angelo Russell, the goal was signing this contract, a two-year deal with a player option after year one, is not so much, hey, cool, I've got a second year of security on this deal. It's, I can get out of this after a year, have a great season, and then cash out, get a big new contract this summer. Tanking on purpose right now does not help him get that new contract. So you're talking about, how bad does Dilo want to stay in LA? How bad does he want to stay in LA? Because the reality is, that if even if he badly wants to stay in LA, tanking right now, not only, I mean, first of all, it's anti competitive. Most players do not want to do that. Most players want to play well, right? They're basketball players. They want to play, they want to win. It's what they do. But it would also be costing him millions of dollars potentially. 
to tank right now. Millions upon millions. So I, I just don't think that's plausible, that he'll be playing poorly on purpose in order to tank his own trade value. D'Angelo Russell, there is, look, if his agent, did, if he didn't know, and his agent didn't make it clear that, look, by signing this contract, you are going to be in trade rumors, then his agent did a terrible job, which I don't think is the case. He had to know. The second he signed this contract, the second he said, yeah, I'll take a two-year deal and I want a player option after the first year, he's going to be in trade rumors. There's no getting around it. None. Didn't matter how he played or didn't play this season. He was going to be in trade talks because he could leave after the summer, after the season. He could leave in the summer. It's going to happen. So again, it's not like this is a surprise to D'Lo and he's upset and I want to stay, so I'm going to tank. No, I, I just don't think it's plausible. Pierce said, I said, oh man. Wow, Pierce said, I say rebuild. Trade AD, trade Braun, trade Reeves, trade Rui, D'Lo, get whatever draft picks we can. Fire Ham, fire Rob, burn the in-season tournament banner. Whoa. Pierce. Buddy. Deep breaths. Deep breaths, man. Count to 10. Wow. There's some rage trading going on there. Yeah, the sky is not falling. This is not good. This is not fun. Watching the Lakers lose, watching them struggle. It's not fun. But man, two weeks ago, I'm not joking, literally two weeks ago, I had people messaging me saying, don't trade anybody. This team has what it takes. Trade no one. Or only do a small trade. This team's got it. That was two weeks ago. Now it's burned this whole thing to the ground? I get it. This isn't fun, but man. JJ Castillo. Lakers haven't been the same since the tournament. I'm hoping they can get out of the slump sooner rather than later. Yep, indeed. They need to. Oh, wait and see. I told you. People are not happy with D'Lo. Trade D loser. Ouch. When LeBron is not playing, other players get a rhythm and score in double digits. The ball is moved around and shared. Rest LeBron. So the Lakers are better without LeBron. You know what's crazy? is actually pulled stats for this six-game stretch. And the Lakers are better without LeBron during this stretch. Again, it's it's a small sample size. I, I don't think anybody would really suggest the Lakers are better without LeBron. But that's what the numbers say. They're like five and a half points better per 100 possessions with LeBron James off the floor. But anyway... Um, there is something to players getting into, into a more of a rhythm because they have to take on a bigger role. But it's, I mean, it's LeBron, right? You're going to win a lot more games with him than without him. That's that's for sure. SoCal Golf said, Lakers are not getting past OKC, the Clippers, Denver, or the Wolves. Okay. Um, can you also tell me what the lottery numbers are? Because like I just upgraded my studio a little bit, put up the screen, but I'd like to do even more. Um. So obviously, you know the future. So if you wouldn't mind, hit me up and uh, and send those over. I, I would I would definitely appreciate that. Not like I obviously I'm joking, but um, that's the thing, right? Like we see a team do something 
and we are so eager to just put the stamp on that. That's it. Right? I see so many, this team isn't winning a championship post. Like we're just determined to, to make a definitive statement on something that is completely unknown. We don't know what's going to happen from here. We don't know what moves they'll make or not make at the trade deadline. We don't know how things are going to gel, how things are going to come together. So I understand that if the team keeps playing the way they are right now, right this second, yeah, you can add more teams to that list too. If they're if they keep playing the way they are right now, yeah, they're not getting past anybody. At least any playoff team. If they play the way they did in the tournament, they're getting past a lot of teams. So it's hard for me to say anything definitive about exactly what they are or aren't. Matty James, if I'm Christian Wood, I'm finding ways to make it impossible for me to be off the floor and work night and day to be better. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Christian Wood's got to be frustrated seeing Jackson Hayes out there making mistake after mistake after mistake. He's got to be thinking, what do I need to do to get out there? I, I do think Christian Wood is still a guy who can be a, a positive player for the Lakers. I think that regression will hit his three-point shooting and it will go up. I think that's what's going to happen. So I talked about this yesterday on a video uh, where I broke down the Lakers' big problem. I said, if I had to throw in one of those guys into a trade and my, my team I'm trading with said, I don't care which one you throw in, I'm putting in Jackson Hayes. I've got more faith that Christian Wood is going to bounce back and be something for the Lakers than Jackson Hayes at this point. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope both guys are something for the Lakers. But yeah, I mean, I would I would still experiment more with Christian Wood playing with and without AD and go from there. I don't think he's the ultimate solution. I think you need to make a trade. There needs to be a trade that adds another big, more of a physical presence to the Lakers. Michael Anthony, D'Lo is clearly not playing with confidence. He can't play with the threat of a trade looming over his head. Commit to him. He'll be back to November, D'Lo. You can't do that. You just can't. You can't tell D'Lo, hey, we're not moving you. We promise we're not going to move you at the trade deadline. You can't do that because you don't know what's going to come up between now and uh, February 8th. And he's been through, he's been traded before multiple times. He's been through this. He's a professional. I, I don't think you should coddle D'Lo. Again, this isn't a surprise. This isn't like... Blake Griffin signs an extension with the Clippers and like three months later, suddenly they're trading him. Surprise. We're telling you where your jersey is going to be hanging in the rafters just in just a few months later. We're moving on from you. That's not the situation here. The second D'Lo signed that, the contract says you're probably going to get traded. I don't have a lot of sympathy there. And in general, I do sympathize with players who you know their, their lives get uprooted and all of that like that, that's that's not easy there's a human element of this and i'm not saying that none of that exists i'm sure it definitely does but if the trade stuff is is ruining his confidence well it's not a surprise he's known for a while that this trade stuff was going to come out doesn't mean he's definitely going to get moved i don't think it's that I think he's too much of a pro for this to mess with his confidence. Although, you know, the Nuggets hit his confidence too. So we'll see. Trey, who do we need to ship to Detroit to save Boyan? <laughs> save Boyan Bogdanovich from the Pistons? Oof, they, they are on the verge of setting a record that nobody wants. Yikes, that Pistons team's bad. 
Um, gosh, I wish the Lakers could be playing them soon. <laughs> when do we need to ship? Uh, what do we need to ship? Who? Uh, it's probably going to need to be young players. They're going to want some future pieces. So we're probably talking about like Rui and draft capital, D'Lo and draft capital, something like that, unless you want to get into a bigger deal. But that's probably what you're looking at for Boyan. And I do think the Pistons should move Boyan. I think there'll be a lot of teams that are interested in him. I think he'd be a nice fit with the Lakers. He'd be a nice fit a lot of places. But he's one of the guys that I think will be on the market um, at the trade deadline for the Lakers to potentially pursue. Like, you know, Keith Smith brought it up the other day on the front office show, said, here's the thing, like, Zach Levine is better than Bojan Bogdanovic, and they're not the same player. But if you're talking trade for Zach Levine, and you can get Bojan Bogdanovic and literally pay him half the money and probably give up half as much in terms of trade value, what would you rather do? Get Bojan Bogdanovic at half the price or get Zach Levine? Probably Bojan Bogdanovic, right? Like that's that's where I'm at. So I think he could actually be a really nice target for the Lakers and a lot of other teams um, at the deadline. Hopefully Detroit is ready to deal. Marcus, uh, why when the going gets tough, we got to start trading the whole team since LeBron got here? I mean, the Lakers have always been a team that trades players. It's not always when the going gets tough, but sometimes you need to make moves. And sometimes those moves don't work out. Sometimes they do. But look, I mean, they got Kobe via trade, right? They traded away a fan favorite in Eddie Jones, ultimately wound up getting Glenn Rice. He helped win a championship one year and then kind of was off but and left. So it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to. But the Lakers have a history of, of making trades long before LeBron showed up, right? Kobe Bryant said, ship his ass out about Andrew Bynum wanting Jason Kidd. Remember that? That's not a uniquely LeBron thing. When the going gets, gets tough, we start trading the whole team. No, the Lakers have always made moves. That's teams in general. When things aren't good, you make changes. Fact, sorry, not to go all history teacher on you, but that's that's literally in the Declaration of Independence. It is. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact line. Mankind is is predisposed to uh, suffer evils while evils are are sufferable. Um, something about but through a long history of usurpations, they've basically come to the decision that they're going to break away from, from Great Britain again. Sorry, it's been a few years since I've taught that, but but Thomas Jefferson talks about the same thing in the Declaration of Independence, just that that human nature is that if something is working or even kind of working, we stick with it. It's when it gets really, really bad, they make changes, that we make changes. That's We see that in sports too. When things are not going well, that's when moves get made. That's not a uniquely LeBron thing. That's a sports thing. That's also a Beyond, that's much bigger than sports. That's a human nature thing. Uh, Nelson said, D'Lo and Rui take awful three-point shots not in the flow of the game like they were the Warriors or a good shooting team. Absurd. Ham is awful too. Yeah, some of the attempts have been kind of out of rhythm. I'll give you that. And Darvin Ham is uh, not on anybody's nice list right now. That's for sure. Part of that is just the nature of coaching. Coaches tend to take the blame when teams lose. That's just, it's the way that it goes. It's what you sign up for. But yeah, I mean, he's also made 
some some real mistakes as well. Bobby, remember two seasons ago in the Russ year? Oh, why are we bringing that up? <laughs> we, it's been bad enough. Uh, that was the most disliked Lakers team Lakers fans had ever witnessed. Uh, yeah. In fact, I called it the most miserable season in Lakers history. This year's is worse. Oh, I disagree with that, Bobby. This is not worse. The Lakers are right now above 500. The Lakers won the in-season tournament. By all accounts, they had a great summer. Um, again, everything hasn't clicked the way that they what we wanted to, but they also have a team full of very movable contracts. That's that season with Russ and LeBron and AD and all the really old players, Wayne Ellington and Trevor Ariza and the like. That I mean, not only did you were you losing games, not only did you look terrible, were the games us just a grind to get through, but you didn't have trade chips. You didn't have any guys that, that were, were really interesting on the market. Yeah, I, uh, I I disagree that this is worse than that. That was that was hard for me to get through, and this is what I do. <laughs> that was, that, was, that season was awful. Q said, "LMAO Bulls couldn't have kept MJ if they tried." I don't know what that was in reference to. Must have been something I said on the show. Young Eldor said, should have chose Dennis the Menace over D'Angelo Russell. Uh, could they have done that? Yeah, I mean, they, well, so they would have had on Dennis Schroeder, they didn't get bird rights on him because he was just signed to a veteran minimum deal. So the most they could have given him would be the mid-level exception. So really, it's not so much Schroeder over D'Lo. Like, D'Angelo Russell's money was kind of coming from a different pot than Dennis Schroeder's was. Like, you couldn't offer Dennis Schroeder $17 million, which D'Lo's getting. Couldn't offer him that because you didn't have the cap space to do it, and he wasn't, he's not, you didn't have his bird rights, so you're not eligible to just go over the cap to keep him and pay whatever it takes, which they are with D'Lo because they traded for him and thus inherited his bird rights from that. So you couldn't do that with Dennis Schroeder. You can make the argument, certainly, and I'm sure most fans would say, and I agree, should have kept D'Lo or should have kept Dennis over Gabe Vincent, which, again, is especially easy to say given that Vincent has been injured. But that's really more the, the case. Um, I guess you could have kept Dennis Schroeder, not signed Vincent, and let D'Lo go, but then you wouldn't have been able to replace D'Lo's money. It's not like you would have $17 million to go spend on somebody else because you used bird rights in order to keep him on that deal. SH said LA should continue consider trading for Brogdon and Thibel. Sure. I mean, depending on the price, sure. Both guys could, could be nice for the Lakers. No question. Ricky. Oh, here's a trade. D'Lo, JHS, unprotected first and a second for O'Neal. So Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith from the Nets. Okay. Mm. I don't know that I'm doing that. I like Royce O'Neal just fine and Dorian Finney-Smith just fine. But is the wing really where the Lakers need a lot of help right now? I, I was actually pretty pleased with their wing depth. And you're trading two guards to get more wings plus throwing in a first and a second. And that's not even getting into the contracts. Yeah, I don't think I'd do that. Hayes, Max Lewis, and I like Dorian Finney-Smith. I, I like Royce O'Neal just fine. 
But Hayes, Max Lewis, and a second. Okay, so Jackson Hayes, Max Lewis, second round pick. So essentially like two seconds and Hayes for Drummond. Okay. Like I can see something like that. I I I would do one or the other, a second or Max Lewis for Drummond. I don't think Drummond's got a ton of, ton of value. I'm not even convinced that Drummond is the guy. He's just the guy we keep going to because he's a, a good example of kind of a bargain big that's got some physicality to him, which is something I think the Lakers need. Um, and then he lists out the lineup would be AD, Finney Smith, LeBron, Cam, Reeves, Drummond, Vando, Rui, O'Neal, Gabe. Yeah, it's a good team. I think you're a little light on playmaking. Uh, Three-point shooting. I guess you're getting some of that with Dorian and with Royce O'Neal. I, look, I, I'm always a sucker for wing depth. I think you're going too far or too much wing depth at that point, but still. Q said, imagine Michael Jordan sitting because management said not to play. So I talked about people were making the saying LeBron shouldn't have rested the game that he did. I made the point that oftentimes it's not the player that makes that choice. It's the league, or I'm sorry, it's the team. And the player's the one that gets the backlash for it. The player's the one that gets called soft for not playing. Well, it's often not the player's decision. It's the team's decision. And so he's making the point here that um, if LeBron said, I'm playing, the Lakers would fold and they would let him play. There's probably some truth to that. But nonetheless, if the Lakers are saying, hey, we really think this is the right thing, would LeBron listen? Maybe he would. Uh, Sean Mills, master lock Lakers being two and seven when Reeves scores more than 20 points, right? That's, I mean, it feels like it's wasted. Reeves is coming out of his slump. He's playing well. And so many other guys are just not having good, a good time that uh, it's kind of ruining it. Ryan, Wood deserves minutes and a fair chance. If Hayes is getting consistent minutes, Wood should too. Play him at the four next to AD solely when he plays. Mitigate his defensive lapses and capitalize on his rebounding floor spacing. I, th I mean, I think if Wood was shooting 37, 38% from three like he has for his career instead of 28%, he's probably getting minutes. He's probably getting minutes, right? Has to be. But, uh, but he's not shooting 28%. But I think he's got to be on the floor to shoot his way out of it. I'm not, I'm a, I'm ready to tap out on Jackson Hayes and I don't want to do that. I hope I'm completely wrong. I hope he comes back and figures things out and everything clicks, but the mistakes have been so bad. I still, there'll still be some situations. I thought the way the, the way the Lakers deployed him against the Suns in the tournament was very smart. thought they used him aggressively as a, as a guy who would go and blitz the pick and roll against Devin Booker and players like that and use his quick feet. And that worked out well, but I mean, man, he just, he can't stop fouling. He just keeps fouling and fouling and fouling. And then when he's not fouling, he's making all kinds of other mistakes out there. I, I'm not at the same point with Christian Wood. I'm more optimistic that he could still be something for this Lakers team. Uh, and then Sean Mills says the Lakers, why are the Lakers? Oh, same question. The two and seven when Reeves scores more than 20 points. Yeah. Frustrating for sure. All right. Lakers tonight, get the Oklahoma City Thunder. Can they bounce back finally? get a win. They've lost four in a row. This is not an easy one. Again, they are definitely the underdog in this game. We'll see though. Anthony Davis says that they have to come out determined to win this game. Says it's a must win. We'll see. Do his words carry weight? We'll find out tonight against the Thunder. Again, five o'clock Pacific time. Come join us over on Playback. 
playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Thank you again for joining, everybody. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lakers Nation, over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a YouTube viewer, go subscribe on the podcast side as well. You're traveling for the holiday here, traveling for Christmas. Take us with you. Take us with you. Take the podcast version. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and kick us a five-star rating and review while you're at it. All right, everybody. Appreciate you. Till next time. See ya. And stay safe.